Well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Chris shared a message with us uh, that was talking about, that was emphasizing, as I had sort of spoken about at our open house service, we talked about the vision of New Hope and some of the things that we believe God has for us over the next few years. And, and so that was sort of the what. And then a couple of the next week, Pastor Chris talked about the how. And he talked about worship. He talked about grow. He talked about serve. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've been uh, just, uh, just daily, I look down at my bracelet and I, I think about, you know, when I'm getting confused, when I'm getting off track, you know, it's about worship. It's about worshiping God. It's about growing. It's about growing in my relationship with Him. It's about serving. It's about serving others. Life gets so complicated, I need it simple, amen? And, and you may remember he even mentioned that uh, we think we're pretty, pretty close to that in terms of what God wants to do, and in terms of summarizing God's work in our life, he, he talked about how even people who have studied human behavior say, you know, there's really three basic questions that people have in their life is, you know, uh, I need something to believe in. There's the worship part. I need something to become. There's the grow part. And I need something to belong, a part of. There's the serve part. He talked about how in 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul talked about some of the greatest characteristics of the Christian life are faith, hope, and love. There we see it again. Faith relates to the worship part. Hope relates to the grow part. We have hope that we can become better, that we can grow in our relationship with God. And the love is the opportunity that we have to be related to other people and to sacrificially give our lives in service to others. Now, again, I mean, that's not perfect. That's not, okay, we figured out a perfect summary of the Christian life, but it's a good starting point, isn't it? It's a good place to say, when I'm thinking about God's work in my life, those are some things that I can sort of hang my hat on. But tonight, I want to start a series on some more of the specifics. Yes, worship, grow, serve, kind of give us some overarching areas to think about. But there are a lot of specifics in God's Word, aren't there? There's a lot of specific things that God says He wants to do in our lives or He wants to take out of our lives. He wants to, for us to experience in our lives. And so we might wonder sometimes, I don't know about you, but where do I begin? Where do I get started? So that's why over the next few weeks, we're going to do a series called Every Day. Some of the things that you can think about, hey, here's some of the things. I may not get it all right, amen? I know I'm not going to get it all right, but at least I've got some things that I can shoot for in my relationship with God. And the first one is this. Tonight we want to talk about when you are thinking about your life, when you're thinking about what is it that God has for me today, this day, when I get up tomorrow, when I get up Monday, one of the biggest priorities that God has for our life is that every day I spend time with Him. Tonight we're going to talk about spending time with God. Now, I want to kind of distinguish that from what some of you may be thinking. When I talk to people about the relationship with God, they say, Pastor Robbie, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? I say, well, you need to spend time with God every day. Well, many people would say, well, I do. I do. I talk to God all throughout my day. Okay, is that a bad thing? No, that's wonderful. In fact, I mean, really, if you look at the Bible, you could almost summarize what God wants to happen in our life as walking with Him. Genesis chapter 3, what did Adam and Eve do? They met with God and they walked with Him in the garden. Isn't that an awesome picture? Then over a few chapters later, I believe it's in Genesis chapter 5, you see Enoch. And Enoch, the Bible says twice that Enoch walked with God. 
I actually found a verse this week that I've never noticed before. In John chapter 18, verses 1 through 2, the Bible says that Jesus, there's a garden that Jesus used to go to regularly to meet his disciples. Isn't that kind of a cool picture? I mean, I don't know if that just sort of strikes you, but if you're a gardener, it should. Jesus likes gardens, amen? I mean, it's the Garden of Eden. There's a place he used to go hang out with his disciples. And so you have this picture of that God just wants to be with us. Isn't that awesome? In fact, I've often thought, if there is something, Shannon doesn't like it when I talk like this, but if there's an epitaph that you could give for my life, I would hope that it would say on my grave, He walked with God. Isn't that a great statement? I mean, that's a great thing to think about. But I find that many people have never learned or started something that's, that's possibly, I think, could be the secret weapon to the Christian life. In fact, I will say this. I will guarantee you that anyone who is truly making a difference for God and experiencing His presence and His power in their life is doing this. Wow. That sounds like something I need to pay attention to, amen? It's what many Christians call a quiet time or daily devotions. Basically, setting time aside every day to spend with God. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. First thing I want you to think about is this. Why do we need a quiet time? Why do we need a quiet time? The first thing I want to bring up is this. You look up on the screen, okay? All right, there's a bunch of something on the screen. I want you to tell, what, what are those things on the screen? Lollipops, okay. Have you ever noticed how we have funny names for things sometimes? When I was growing up, you know what we called those? Suckers. I remember when we first moved here, we took our kids, you know, we had like 18 kids in the van, we'd go through, and so the, the lady at the bank, she'd be like, hey, would you like some, and she said, lollipops. I said, no, but can we have some suckers, you know? And, and she, she looked at me like, Suckers. And I got to think about Shannon, that's not really a good word. You know what I mean? Lollipop sounds better. We even shorten it to what? Lollies, right? Okay. Let's look at the next one. What do we call these? Okay, shoes, yes. Sneakers, right? Okay, when I was growing up, I don't know if you've ever heard this. When I was growing up, we called those tennis shoes. Actually, we shortened it to tinny. Tinny shoes, okay? Yes, I grew up in the South. All right, but... We call those tennis shoes. I got to tell you, I've never played tennis. I mean, I, I, why would I be wearing tennis shoes? And so I got to think about, you know, really, they're sneakers. They're not tennis shoes. All right, what's the next one? What do you call this? Soda. Okay, soda or pop. Okay, see, some of y'all have different words. When I was growing up, I grew up close to Atlanta, Georgia. Everything was a Coke, okay? Because I think maybe, I don't even know. I don't even know. It doesn't matter to me, but I think... Coke may have started, or it's kind of headquartered in Atlanta. So everything, can you get me one of those? You would say, Gatorade, Mellow Yellow, whatever, can you get me a Coke? Isn't it funny how we have these weird names for things sometimes? I was thinking about quiet time. Okay, somebody here is like, okay, we're talking about a quiet time tonight. Is that like time out with God? Is that like where he tells you get over there? If you think about it, it's a strange word, isn't it? Hey, are you having a quiet time? Well, no, i got a bunch of kids in my house. It's never quiet, you know. What is a quiet time? Well, I don't know who named it, but it's what many Christians call it. Devotions, whatever you want to call it. Daily devotions, Bible devotions. Regardless of what you call it, it doesn't matter. You just need to have some, amen? Let's look at some verses. Uh, Psalm 63, verse 1. 
Now I'm going to read these verses, and as we read these verses, I want you to read the parts that are underlined. Actually, yes, there we go. All right, so Psalm 63, verse 1. The Bible says this. It says, O God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. Think about the words. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Psalm 42, verse 1. Read that together with me. Uh, In Psalm 42, verse 1, it says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, as an animal is dying to get a drink of water, so my soul longs. It pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. Aren't those awesome pictures? That's what the Bible says. God, I'm hungry for you. God, I'm thirsty for you. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the Bible gives us the picture of Jesus. When He was here walking in, on the earth, it says, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a what? Secluded place. And He was doing what? He was praying there. Let me give you some other verses that you can write down. John 15, verse 5. The Bible says that without God, we can do nothing. So the Bible tells us we are totally dependent on God. Okay, that sounds good in church, doesn't it? Or like you're in a Bible study or something. Total dependence is a big statement, isn't it? Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verses 16-17, through 17, the Bible tells us that God and His Word give us equipment for life. Anybody ever feel like, I don't know how to do this? Or, or maybe this, I might have some ideas how to do it, but I ain't ready. It's too much for me. I can't handle this. In uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible tells us, kind of makes it a little bit stronger, it's actually the, the, that, that God's work in our life is like armor that He gives us for a battle. Okay, so think about what these verses are saying. We are desperate for God. We are thirsty and only God, you are my God, and only you can quench that God, I'm totally dependent on you. I need you. I need to meet with you. I need to talk to you. I need you to equip me and help me to do things. And I need you to protect me. Now let me ask you this. If I was offering that to you tonight, and I said, come see me after the service, who would line up? And what if you could have it daily for your life? Now, I want to give you two other verses that you can just write down, but I'm going to read Psalm 46, verse 10. In Psalm 46, verse 10, it's up on the screen there so you can read it. It says, cease striving. My translation says, cease striving. That can be translated, be still. It can be translated, relax. Okay? Take it easy for a minute. Be still. Be quiet. Let go. I actually was thinking this week, unplug. Amen. Turn off the notifications on your smartphone. Right? I like the cease from your striving one, don't you? Because I'm always kind of all sideways inside. And then you hear that. You hear everything going on that's calling you. The Bible says, I need some time where I can stop all that. Press pause. That's part of the reason you came to church tonight, right? Give you an excuse to get away from your kids, all right? And be still for a second. I'm just kidding. We love kids here. I don't know why I've mentioned kids a couple of times. But it it gives you 
Uh, it gives you the opportunity to stop for a minute. Well, you can have that every single day and know, experience, come to understand that I am God. Are you like me tonight? Something is really responding to that. I know I need God, amen? He's calling me. Is He calling you? I've got a place that I want you to come to and I want to meet you there. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, write that down. The Bible says this is an incredible verse. In Matthew 4, verse 4, Jesus says, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. What's he talking about? We do not just live by physical sustenance. Now, I'll tell you, I do live by physical sustenance. I, I, I enjoy eating. I need some, right? I'm going to eat after the service. All right? Man, man does live with bread, but not by bread alone. But listen, but man lives on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now that verse is starting to sound like I am absolutely dependent. I am in need of something tonight. Now many times I hear people talk about a quiet time or, or spending this time with God, and, and, and they put it in terms of an appointment. Have you ever heard that before? This is an important appointment. What if the president calls you and said, I need, or you know, what if somebody important in your company called and said, I need to meet with you, man, you take that seriously? And, and that is kind of a good analogy. But i got to be honest with you, it, it, it kind of falls short for me because appointments to me seem optional. Right? I might make one. I might not. But, but, but to me, that, that, that doesn't seem as necessary as food for life does. I can guarantee you I'm making one appointment today. I'm going to eat something. Amen? <laughs> Many of us are approaching our relationship with God. Listen, we're going through this rat race. We're going through this race of life. Now listen, it is great to walk with God throughout the day. That's really the goal, isn't it? Okay? We're not saying not that, but we're saying not just that. Because if we're running through the race of life and just checking in with God throughout the day, that's almost like those people that hand you a cup of water while you're running. I mean, that's good. When I'm running, it's good. Oh, I'm, I don't run. But if I, was, if I was running, I would be glad for one of you to give me a cup of water. But I need to sit down and have a little bit more than that at some point. Amen? How many of you watched the show Biggest Loser? Anybody watch that? Yeah, take a look at this. That's Rich. Hey, how you doing? I'm meeting with Dr. H, and he's um, got some news for me. In 2004, I was admitted to the hospital, and I ended up having an issue with my heart. So for me, going to the doctor means the difference between me living or dying. You are, you know, unbelievably interesting case on a lot of different levels. Okay. We did three different tests for diabetes. We did your insulin level, sky high. We did your average blood sugar when you're not coming into the doctor, sky high. And then we did your instantaneous blood sugars. Even when you were sleeping at three in the morning, your blood sugars were high. Between those different factors, you got diabetes. You're diabetic. I am afraid. I've seen a lot of lives cut short because of health issues. I most definitely want to be around for a long time. Um, I have worked 
since I was 11 years old to be a professional singer. That's all I ever wanted to do. But you haven't put enough time to being healthy. That's why I'm here, man. I appreciate it. This is really like giving me a second chance. Type 2 diabetes is totally reversible, but it takes hard work and perseverance. You know, I don't want my story to be a story of defeat. I'm a champion. I am very determined to reverse my prognosis. You know, I came here not knowing that was an issue for me, and now that I know, I have even more inspiration to keep going forward. All right, let's go get healthy. Many of you, uh, maybe who watched the show, recognize, well, actually, that guy you probably recognize because his name's Ruben Studdard. He actually was from a different TV show. He won uh, season two of American Idol. But uh, obviously they brought him, they gave him the opportunity to be a part of this show, Biggest Loser. But that's just one example of when people come to The Biggest Loser, they take kind of the people that are in the toughest, the, the, the worst shape, and they bring them into the doctor and they say, did you realize that it's this bad? I mean, your body, you, you've had malnutrition. I mean, that can be not enough, you know, not enough food, or it can be too much of the wrong stuff. And obviously, to hear that, that you know what, it's gotten to the point where actually because you're eating the wrong things, it could take your life. Did you hear what he said? What you have is totally what? Reversible. Wow. It's in your hands. You've got the opportunity to have that changed. Did you hear Matthew 4.4? Matthew 4, 4 says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. Man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Physical nourishment is not our only survival concern. But we live in need of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Just as desperate as we are to eat the right things physically... We are desperate, the Bible says. Now you can say tonight, no, I can get by without it. Okay, how's that been going for you? Right? Is it possible, friend, is it possible tonight that this is the thing that's been missing for you? You say, I know something's been missing. Something has not been right in my puzzle of life. Is it possible that God says you cannot make it without hearing from Him regularly, and it's this thing we're talking about tonight that would be the key to change in your life? I believe so, for many of us tonight. Okay, so you say, Pastor Robbie, okay, I hear you. We need to spend this time with God. It's absolutely necessary. I want to do it. I want to start, but how do I do it? How do you, how do you begin spending time with God? I mean, that, that is kind of a daunting thing for many of us to think about, isn't it? Especially you say, you know, I've never done this before. I, I don't know what it's like to have a relationship with God. Well, I want to talk to you about some of those things now, but I want, to, I want to give a little bit of a caution before we talk about these things. I'm going to give you some things to think about or to consider in terms of a daily spending time with God, but i got to tell you this. In my experience, many people have learned these things and they somewhere along the way began focusing on what we're about to learn and somewhere missed the point of it all. Okay? I heard somebody say one time, if you take a rose and you dissect it and pull back every petal, eventually it doesn't look very pretty anymore, does it? Okay? So we have to be careful when looking at God's work. We need some, some where to go, how to do this. 
But make sure that you keep the rose in place. What's the rose? God all along just wanted to do what? Let's go for a walk. I cannot get over John 18. Jesus loved to just go hang out with the disciples in a garden. That's my kind of Savior, amen? Now, if yours is a mall one, I'm sorry, he's not in the Bible. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Let's talk about some of the things that can help us in our relationship with God. Write uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 says this. It says, discipline yourself. Train yourself. Exercise vigorously. In fact, the word that's used here is our word for gym. Okay? For workout. Train yourself for the purpose of being more like God. Okay? Now, we need to be careful about this. God's not saying, hey, you're in the army now, buddy. Okay? So you heard the message tonight and tomorrow. It's going to be push-ups at 5 a.m. after the trumpet goes off. And, you know, it's going to be work all day and you're going to collapse in bed. Man, isn't this great walking with God? Okay? That's not what we're talking about here. But we are saying this. There's a lot of things in my life that I say that are important. And I give them a lot more focus than I do my relationship with God. I have to be honest. Amen? So the Bible says, get focused. Get serious about this. Two basic components to a quiet time. Number one is to read God's Word. And the second thing is to spend time in prayer. Okay, let's talk about reading God's Word. People say to me sometimes, you know what? I try to pray, but I don't know what to say. You ever do that? You ever sit down and you say, okay, well, God, what do you want to talk about? You start first, right? And you sit there and crickets and you know you hear the kids and you hear the phone and all those other things and finally just oh forget about okay so you need some material to work with that's why i gave you a whole book amen when you read the bible god begins to give you some material that he can work with amen And, and that's kind of the other thing some people say well how do i know i'm hearing from god well we're going to talk about some other things here in just a moment as you get to know someone better you do begin to recognize their voice. Amen? And that's very true in your relationship with God. But the primary way that you can know that God's speaking to you is by reading His Word. Okay, so if you say tonight, I don't know what to say, read His Word, He'll begin to give you material. I don't know how to hear from God, read His Word, He'll begin to speak to you. And then that takes us to the the second thing, spend time in prayer. Letting God speak to you and you speaking back to Him. Now, those are just kind of just general things. If somebody says, no, I don't know what this is about. It's about reading your Bible and praying. Is that simple enough? If you don't take anything else, you can, these are just some ideas I'm going to give you. But tomorrow, say, God, I want to read your Word. And I want to have a conversation with you. If you told me that, that would like make my day as your pastor. Oh, please, somebody. Okay, somebody, please. Email me, Facebook, something next week and say... I started reading my Bible and spending time talking to God. I'd be like, it's worth it all. Amen? All right, so let's get to the specifics. First of all, some, those are some general things, but let's talk about specifics. First of all is have a time. Making an appointment. And, and it's actually helpful. Many people have found, and I agree with this, it's helpful if it's usually the same time every day. Now, some of you, I know, you're cynical. Oh, it's got to get in a rut. You know, it's got to be 8 o'clock or it's got to be... No, it's not like that. But again, anything you don't plan for, you're not going to do. It can be changed, right? Anybody here have time with the Lord? It can be adjusted if possible. 
But I want to have a time that I'm shooting for to say, you know what, whatever it is, five minutes, ten minutes, maybe some of you have developed uh, this relationship with God where you take more time. But say, I'm going to shoot for every day, this is the time that I'm going to spend with God. And by the way, I would highly suggest that being some time to start your day. Write down Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. Many verses sort of hint at this. But let me share with you what one great prayer warrior said. He said this. He said, I feel it is far better to begin with God to get my soul near Him before it is near another. Some of y'all, that just described your pre-coffee, right? I feel it's far better to have a cup of coffee before I see anybody else. Amen? Because I'm like, all right. Well, I'm kind of that way before I get with God. I'm serious. I'm kind of snappy. I'm not a very nice person. I'm very selfish. Some of y'all are shaking your head. Are you agreeing with me that you're like that? Or are you saying I'm like that? I need to to meet with the Lord before I see anybody else. Okay, I would highly encourage you to consider that. Uh, Here's something that God sort of gave me a few years ago, is uh, you wouldn't put on your armor after the battle. Okay? Now, some people prefer to have their, time, their major time of the Lord at night and then maybe do kind of a touch-up in the morning just to kind of remind yourself what God spoke to you about. However you need to do that. This is not, you know, just some exact, but just some things to think about starting your day. Make it a priority. Uh, I heard somebody say that they had these uh, little, little um, uh, phrases that they use. Uh, BBB, Bible before breakfast, and BBP, Bible before paper. Okay, I've had another one. BBSC, Bible before sports center. I can't help it. I wake up. I'm serious. I, it's weird. It's strange. Maybe some guys here can relate to me, but I need to know. I don't know why. I need to know who won last night. I just, I cannot make it to lunch without knowing, you know, did he get 10 strikeouts? It's just a weird thing. But whatever it is for you, spend time with God before I give it to anyone else. Second thing is have a place. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 6 talks about a quiet place that I can spend with God. Some of you moms say, yeah, good luck with that. Well, Joanna Wesley, who had 19 children, and and I think about 10 of them, 9 or 10 of them uh, passed away fairly early in life, but she had at least 9 or 10 kids. The story is told about her that she used to pull her apron up over her head. Okay, she's like, this is the only place in my house I can be alone. She'd pull her apron. Now, that's not the ideal, but if that's the only quiet place you got, then hey, kids, you know, see ya. You know, I'm talking to God for a minute. Be prepared. This is very important. I'm just giving you some things I've learned over the years from other people or in my time uh, with the Lord myself. There are lots of things that are going to get you off track. So be ready with a plan. Be prepared. Have, a, have your Bible. That may sound crazy. But if you do have it in the morning, you know, if your Bible, I don't know where it is, and Shannon's asleep, I don't want to ask her, and I don't want to tromp through the kids' room. You know, know where it is. Know where your Bible is. Have a pen. Have a highlighter. Have a journal, maybe, where you can write some thoughts. Maybe a devotional book. Some people like, you know, little... Uh, books that can sort of spur on your thoughts, your thinking, or maybe a commentary. In fact, we're going to have some uh, resources uh, out in the hallway. There's going to be a table set up. Many people use a quiet time journal that uh, Word of Life puts out. And that's very helpful. You can read a little bit about what the verses are about and read the verses. And that's very helpful. Whatever works for you, but just have those things. This may surprise you, but I actually have my calendar as well. When I spend time with the Lord. Because after I really spend that time talking with Him about kind of what's going on in my life, 
I kind of say, okay, Lord, let's begin transitioning because now I've got to go see those people. Okay, I've got to go to breakfast and I don't want to be snappy. And, you know, then I begin praying about my relationship with my family. I pray about any appointments I have that day. And it's just really helpful to make it real for your life. Okay? As far as the Bible, I would encourage you, uh, there's a thing called a parallel Bible. And what it does is it takes several translations of the Bible and puts them in one. And so you can open, that's actually where I have my quiet time right now. Currently, I'm using a parallel Bible. I have one translation that I read, and I read the other translations just to kind of get a different nuance. It's very helpful as you're doing your quiet time. Or maybe a study Bible. Anybody have a study Bible? Anybody here? Okay. Study Bible. Again, be careful. Those aren't God's Word, the notes. But it's like sitting down with a hopefully a trusted friend saying, hey, what would you see in this passage? And that can be very helpful. Okay, next thing is read the Word. Actually, read the Bible. And I want to give you some pointers that I think are just a couple of things. Okay, as I read, first write down observation. What's it say? Okay. The second thing is interpretation. And what does that mean? And then application. What does that mean particularly for who? For me. Let me give you an example. In Acts chapter 17, if I read that passage, what does it say? It says a man named Paul went to a place called Athens and he spoke to some people about Jesus. Okay, that's what it says. What's the interpretation? What does that mean? Well, God's probably saying to us that as Christians, we should look for opportunities around us to share about Him with others. Right? See that? But what does that mean for me? Well, Robbie, you've got someone at work or you've got a neighbor or someone in your family that you've been praying for. Be sensitive today to maybe me using you to share my good news with someone else. Now, I want to tell you what. You start doing that. Say, I wish I shared my faith more. You would. If you read God's Word, He will show you things and you won't believe it. He will show you things that day that you needed for that day. It's awesome. It's a great resource, okay? Then we've already talked about it. Talk to God. Pray. A couple of pointers. A couple of things. This is just for me, if it's helpful for you. I start out with, good morning, Lord. I mean, do you ever just like jump into it? You know, it's just like, okay, God, and you read the verses. and You know, sometimes I feel like God would just say, well, it's nice to see you too, Robbie. Okay? So I say, good morning, Lord. I love you. That's the first thing I say. I say, I love you. And, I, and I'm not just saying that as pleasantries. I want you to know I love you. I thank you. And I just, just sort of spontaneous, you know. I'm talking to my Savior, the one who loves me so much. Okay, so think about things like that. Then I'm going to give you something online next week. We'll either put it on our website or Facebook or both. But I'm going to give you a list that sort of is a little bit of a uh, thing that I learned years ago that sort of breaks down. Anybody ever feel like I want to pray for things, but I never do? Okay, And so I learned this little uh, thing that you can do daily, kind of break your prayer requests down. And there's a lot of things I'd like to pray for all the time, but at least if I'm thinking about it this way, I pray for them once a week. So I'll give you that next week. Um, so talk to God, but then also listen to God. And respond back to Him, either verbally or in writing. Okay, I'm going to do something here with Pastor Jeff. Hey, Jeff, is this working? Loud and clear. Okay. All right, you can head to the back. I will. How's everybody in the back room? Uh, say that again. I didn't, uh, I didn't copy that. 
I said, how's everybody on the back row? Everybody's got their Bibles open. Looks, looks really good. They're taking notes. Looks great. All right. Have you ever seen kids using these things? They're like, you know, I, I'll see the kids running through the house, all right? And they got these things, bloop, 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 you know, and, and they're talking, and one's talking, and I say, you're not hearing what the other one is. And they don't hear what the other one's saying. Jeff, can you hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Hey, um, I was uh, thinking about your trip to Thailand. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, it was amazing. I've never had... Yeah, that's great, Jeff. Uh, can I tell you what's... Well, it was, uh, it was me and Julie. But I was wanting to talk to you about uh, Thanksgiving. With a friend and, uh, and Dory and Kaylee. No, we have this thing at church and everybody brings food. Full time. Adam was an amazing leader. The team was just incredible. I've never told you about the football game. The football game's awesome. That's the best part of the day. It was, it was okay. I mean, we were at a, a jet for a long time. Got a little bit of jet lag. Okay, I'm turning him off. I would tell him to come back, but he's not going to hear it, okay? So, on three, come back. One, two, three. Come back. Okay, hopefully he heard us. You know, these things, uh, we could call them walkie-talkies, but they're called two-way radios, right? Okay? If you just wanted to have a radio, we have things called radios where you turn it on, and there's a person talking. We sit down, we listen to that person. And by the way, that person's called a what? An announcer? Okay, it's one-way communication. But these are supposed to be two-way radio. I just want to encourage you when you're talking with God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm just like rambling on. Sometimes people say, you know, God doesn't speak to me. Well, it may be because Jeff's still going. Let's see. No, he finally stopped. Okay, you can come back. Okay. And I know for some of you, I know for some of you, you think about, you know, how do I talk with God? How do I listen to Him? Um, you know, there's some things I could say. Read His Word. Uh, listen to Christian music. Listen to Christian radio. Uh, be in relationship with other Christians. Bounce things off of them. God uses other people to affirm things, impressions that He's given you, things that He continues just to kind of bring to the forefront. There's a lot of different things we could say. We don't have time to do that as much today. But I would just say this, if you're serious about a relationship with God, the Bible says that God says you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So God's promised if you seek him, he will speak to you. And we can help you more with that. Last thing on this specific list is be accountable to someone. Until you do this part, you're probably not serious about it. You need to have somebody ask you, don't just say, I'm going to start spending time with God tomorrow. Say, I'm going to start spending time with God tomorrow and write down who you're going to tell that to. And let them ask you about it next week. Did you start that? Again, we've got some resources out in the hallway that uh, Mr. Howie's going to have. And, and I just want to say to you, don't be overwhelmed by all this. I gave you a lot of different things tonight, but this is what I would say. Just start somewhere. These are tools, these are resources, but just begin... Spending time with your Maker. Talking with Him, listening to Him, spending time in His Word. I want to ask you just to bow with me as we close up tonight.
You know, there are many different aspects of our walk with God. But what we're talking about tonight, I cannot emphasize to you enough. If you make the decision that with God's help, I'm going to spend time with Him every day, it will change your life. Maybe tonight for you is just like Reuben stuttered coming into the doctor's office. I think Reuben probably knew that kind of, didn't he? He kind of knew, but he just needed someone to say, Reuben, it's time. Maybe God just wanted to use me tonight. You might be a Christian here. I've gone through cycles in my life. Anybody ever gone through cycles where I'm stronger some, not as strong seasons? Maybe God brought you here tonight to say, you know what, you've been struggling lately, child of mine. I'm calling you back to that closer. i got to tell you, if I've got anything in my life, this is my secret weapon. I could not make it without the Lord. Spending time with Him, hearing from Him. God, I need you. Crying out. Those songs that Ian shared earlier. Singing those songs, not just on Saturday or Sunday, but all throughout the week. God, I need you. You're my help. My help comes from the Lord. I love you, God. Show me your way. Teach me your path. Maybe you're a Christian here tonight and God's speaking to you about just taking that step. Yes, God, I hear you. This is my priority. There are many people in our church that are just getting started with your walk with God. And maybe tonight you just need to say to the Lord, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about spending time with God every day. I sort of sensed I needed more, but I didn't know this. So take that next step. Just say, God, I don't know exactly what's involved with this, but I want to hear from you every day. There's very likely someone here in this room tonight that's never entered into that relationship with God. You've never personally been forgiven for your sins. And tonight you would just say, God, my first prayer is to ask you to forgive me and to come into my life and change my heart. Lord, would you wash my sins away? Thank you for this gift, God. Thank you for saving me. And Lord, I want to learn how to walk with you and follow you all the days of my life. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming to church tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your servant. We ask that you be pleased with the steps of faith that were taken. And help us, because you know we're not able. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.